Testing, testing. Blake, it's recording. We would like to acknowledge the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation upon whose ancestral lands our city campus now stands. We would also like to pay respect to the elders both past and present, acknowledging them as the traditional custodians of knowledge for this land. Hello, dear listeners, and welcome to Season 3, Episode 25 of The Bar Podcast. And I say that with great remorse because it's our last episode for the year. It's a very sad time. I, I have to say it's just, it's come to an end and it almost feels unreal. It's crazy how quickly time's gone. So, yeah. I'm so sad. Jesus. I'm so sad. We're not going to get to visit cool places anymore. We'll see cool people. We'll talk to really cool people. Exactly. Um, I think we're going to get on the hot topic of who was our favourite this year. And that's going to be a contentious one. I think you have. I think I know yours by far. But Do you want to guess who favourite is? We'll leave it to the end. We'll leave it to the end. We'll leave it okay, to, okay. Everyone has to wait till the end to figure that out. But yeah. I think mine's going to be harder to pick. I feel like I kind of know who yours might be as well. But, again, we'll leave it till the end. Yeah. 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 Well, should we get into also, weekly specials? We should. Yeah, we should. Um, there's a lot going on this week. I think one of the main things was that council got elected. Um, so congratulations to all the new council members. Yes, congratulations. And, yeah, to everyone a lot of hard work was put into everyone when they were you know campaigning for their role so everything was well deserved congratulations to you guys yeah and the election rules are over so yeah we can finally like each other's posts (laughs) (laughs) we can be in each other's be reels and everything yeah (laughs) well we had an issue with be real (laughs) we couldn't even take one yeah i think like a couple of days ago yeah um, Mine went off. I, we were like recording, and it went off at the same time, obviously as it does. Um, <laughs> and I think you took your one, and it was fine. But I took my one, and I was obviously not trying to have you in my one. And then instead of retaking it, I sent it, and that, for a minute I could not figure out how to delete it. <laughs> I had to Google it. Oh, that but was yeah, stressful. Tell me, tell me you're old without telling me. No, because, because like... that's exactly. Yeah, but like the election rules, like not to bag them or anything, but it makes things so hard. Like mm-hmm. I had a, a person because I ran an event, and mm-hmm. they um they like were thanking me for running the event online mm-hmm. on LinkedIn, and they tagged me, and I was like, no, 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 take it down, take it down, please. Like I don't like I'm honored. Like thank you for giving me yeah. credit, but I need you to take it down just for like a week or two. Yeah. And then, I'm on like push it back a week. Yeah, then tag me in whatever you want after. Accept those scam ads. But everything exactly. else. Um <laughs> yeah. funnily enough, it does feel like illegal almost, even talking to people when you're running and they're running too. I just feel like I cannot have any contact with anyone else who's running. I just have to, you know, be myself and just not talk to other people. Yeah. Well, it is kind of funny, like, even mentioning people on the podcast we weren't allowed to do. <laughs> like, like I know the editors had to cut out, um, Grant, oh my God, guys, this is, we have editors, by the way. 
Um, <laughs> they, a very lovely subcommittee. Yeah, they they had to cut out a name I mentioned um, because they were in the election as well. Um, yeah, like it's so like strict. I was like, oh, um, yeah. So lucky that we have editors in that case because had we been editing and put it up ourselves, I would not have known. Yeah, me too. Um, I think that also takes us now to good luck to all those in the Junior Skills Grand Finals that are taking place with Swedex negotiations and client interview. Um, congratulations, first of all, for even getting there. Um, whether you win or lose, it's a massive achievement and it sets you up great. And I'm sure we'll see every Grand Finalist in the in the Opens competitions next year, um, particularly as a fan of Widex and a person who will be back in Widex next year. I cannot wait to compete against the newbies. Um, there has been some great talent throughout the whole competition, and I'm sure they'll do great. And that's always great to see as well, just to see people excel, you know, having this been their first year and then to just go up from here. So lovely to hear that people are sort of finding their forte, if mm. you will. That's yeah. awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, this also brings us to something else that's coming up, the dreaded finals. Um that we've got in a couple of days now. Oh, I think no, it just no, depends no, what no. your timetable is. No, I've got three in four days. I've got three in four days. This is not fair. It's so bad. I miss a whole week of work because they like on the days that I work. This is not fair. I've literally taken the week off, the week before finals off because I even though I work twice a week, I need the time to study. When I say study, I just mean like read through my notes. Oh, we're we're quite different. I didn't do that. <laughs> Well, we're going to find out how it goes because I don't think I'm going to do well, but we'll see. Not too um, keen for finals, but we will say the number one tip is to always like start early, which is something that I don't do. And Blake's nodding his head. He doesn't do that either. But it's always great to put that tip out there, that don't procrastinate and like, you know, work hard. When you but... Here's the rule of thumb. When mm-hmm. in doubt, just do the opposite to the bar host. That's the way to live. That... Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Because, you know, somehow we both, we procrastinate and we still, you know, get what we want. Yeah. And, like, what we're after. But it doesn't always happen. I know for me it doesn't always work that way. For some people it might, it might not. So do what you think is best. But, yeah, definitely don't always follow what we're saying. Yeah. Because we're, like, you're like a bit older than you. <laughs> we don't have that much wisdom, but we can say that. Um like, it's not the be-all and end-all. It is just a final. And nine times out of ten, you will do better than you think. Like, it's very easy to go in pessimistically and just think, no, I'm not going to do great. Like, you know, going on your grades app and, like, calculating everything. And yeah. Being like, okay, I only need a 40 or 30. But you're going to do better than that. Like, if you're worried about passing your final, you're definitely going to be able to pass your final, let alone pass your unit. So you guys have got this. And this is sort of like an affirmation for me as well. Like, I'm really talking to myself when I'm saying all this, but I think we're all going to be okay. And it'll just be more worth it to have, like, a bigger break and a better break at the end of the year. My personal opinion, and this is perhaps not everyone because I know there's different people, but mm. I actually enjoyed being taking time out when I was studying. Like, even back in high school throughout the HSE, I still worked on weekends, and I know other people, they were locked in their rooms 24-7, and I was like, I couldn't do that. Personally, taking a break and doing something that you like, so I was always involved in soccer, so I'd go and do soccer for two days um, sometimes, mm. and then I'd go back and study, and it just 
made your mind distracted for a bit and wouldn't, like, like it wouldn't overkill it when you were studying. Um, so that's my yeah. advice, at least. I know everyone's different, but if you have, haven't tried it, maybe try it. When you took a break from studying, did it also make you think about certain stuff and make it clearer while you yes, were taking a break? Yes, yes. Even, like, going yeah. to the gym sometimes, it does that. I'm like, oh, there you go. Yeah. Funny that's, how that works. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I think that takes us to the legal scoop. So today's legal scoop is something that I'm not too sure if it's been in the news or not, but there is a new and expanded declaration in the works that is being signed by Japan and Australia as China's military powers increasing. So this will be an update on its counterpart 2007 declaration, which focuses heavily on law enforcement, border security, counterterrorism, and proliferation of weapons of mass destruction. But since 2007, Beijing has significantly increased its naval forces, as well as militarizing vast majorities of the South China Sea by building up land features armed with fighter jets, advanced missile systems, and other military equipment. And just talking about this, I think it relates to David Leary's episode we did about the law of the sea. It's interesting to see how all of this goes about and to hear more about the declaration in the coming days. Mm. It's That's... very interesting. There's a lot going on with the current political climate. Yeah, I found that, um, especially after talking to David Leary, um, mm. hint, hint, maybe people should go listen to that app, that the law of the sea is actually quite fascinating in how it's developing around the world and it also changes, obviously, with the political climate depending at that time. Um mm-hmm. So we'll see. We'll see how that plans out. Yeah. It's a good final solid legal scoop um, for the year. Yeah, for one to end at all. Mm-hmm. It's just it's so crazy. It would be interesting but... to see which would be the best legal scoop of the year. Oh, that's actually so true. I, I personally think it? I've had a lot of good ones. I think mine have been pretty good. You've had great ones. I think the one that you had... Um... Did you have one about Shakira? No, that was you. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you had something else about the the government, like some South American oh, government. Oh, the Venezuelan government against the Bank of England, yeah. I had that one. Yeah. My last week, last week's Ruby Princess one was good. Um, what else did I have? Oh, did podcast. You? The yeah. Teacher's Pet podcast. That was mine. Oh, yeah, that was yours. That was a great one as well. Um... Trying to think what other ones you had. You had some really good ones. I think we both we both had Oh the King's uh Queens and King's oh, Council. Yeah. You covered that. Yeah, I did. I think that was one of the biggest ones of the year. Yeah. And it was you got lucky because it was all in your thing and you were like, Yep, I'm taking this. I think also I think we shared one a couple of weeks back of Justice Jago who um Got, actually got sworn in last week. Yeah, 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 yeah. We did talk about that. Yeah, but she actually officially got sworn in last week, so Here's the second mention of that, but yeah. Yeah, that's an update. We've done our first proper update of the legal scoop as well. Yeah. I think this takes us to, well, a wrap of the year. Um, And yeah. I think we should go through some of our favourite eps first. Yeah. And I'll, I'll ask you, and I think I can predict, which was your favourite episode of the podcast? Well, I don't know. Uh, is it a hard choice? No. I think my one was with justice michael kirby it has to be because i never like the kind of interaction i got with him um i've gotten with a lot of other other guests that we've had on the bar but just 
the kind of person that he is. I've not experienced that with any person in general, which, you know, of course there is that sort of vanity of being a law student and meeting a, you know, prior justice and having that sort of, that atmosphere around them. But it was a lot more different than that. It was a really like humanizing experience, if that makes sense. In that moment, he was just like, we were just two people talking about the law and like certain cases and he was giving us advice. And it, it was a very wholesome yet knowledgeable experience. And it is one of those things where, you know, I'll be like 35, 40, or like, I don't know how old, but I, this is something that I will think back to and be like, okay, yeah, like that time that I interviewed a prior justice, like, it's just not one of those things you forget. Yeah, I am so jealous um, <laughs> that I could not have been there. Um, hopefully, I'll get an opportunity. <laughs> I'm really hopeful that I will get an opportunity eventually in the future. Um, but I think there have been a lot of memorable episodes. Um, I actually cannot come to one favorite. Um, How about I have, top- yeah, I think top three. Oh, I reckon I could do a top four. Okay, yeah. I have, of course, I have to mention Dr. Harry Hobbs. Yes. He's a BNOC, as I've mentioned a few times, a big name on campus here, particularly in the law faculty, obviously. Harry Hobbs um, mm-hmm. is an incredible lecturer, um, and I really enjoyed speaking with him, um, particularly because it helped me with my assignment. Um, <laughs> um, and in addition to that, I really enjoyed speaking to Morton and Tanya from the College of Law. Yeah. Yeah, um, and as a few people know, I've had continued relationships with them um, outside of the podcast, and they've helped me with everything I did on council um, in terms of my role as InterVarsity Skills. So I found speaking with them was incredible and understanding PLT, even though it's so far away, um, yeah. really invaluable information. And that was probably my un- another favourite podcast of mine. I mm. also enjoyed speaking to the Hearsay podcast, David Turner, last week. I found oh, that, that really fascinating how he implements economics. Um, yeah. And finally... I really, really enjoyed speaking to Maya on media law, which was surprisingly one of the most enjoyable episodes. I did not understand media law um, to the greatest extent, and Maya really opened my eyes. Um, and so those four podcasts would be my favourite, and that's probably the majority of the podcasts I've been a part of, but they were incredible. But I enjoyed every episode, from my first episode with Rosie, um, Bill and Rosie, yeah, from my first episode to the last one today, um, I've enjoyed every episode. And, yeah, it's been a really enjoyable experience, really eye-opening, seeing all these different firms, um, aspects of the law, like even talking to Sprint Law, talking about the law of the sea. It's all been very interesting and just outside the box. But then there's also corporate as well. Like, it was interesting seeing all the different aspects. Exactly. It's like just one big learning curve and we're just here for the ride kind of thing. It's just great to meet all of these people. And, yeah, you have some really great top fours. I think if I was picking them, they'd be mine as well, especially Malia. I really enjoyed that episode (laughs) with her. It's just one of those things where it's like sort of you know media law obviously it's in the media you're hearing a lot about it that big defamation case with you know johnny depp and amber heard that would have been something that uh she would have you know had a lot to say about as well because it would have been in her field 
Yeah, even um, like the Ben Robert Smith trial that's going on, like talking about defamation with her has just made me open my eyes on that case and being like, oh, cool. Like, it's just interesting. Like, I think it's all fascinating. It's also because it can be so dramatised. Yeah. Especially when they're sort of laid out for the public to see, like this one was. I think the only, one of the only reasons that they chose that court in that district, I've forgotten where it was, was that because it was televised? Yeah, I remember listening about that as well, and it was like, oh, cool. Um, So the podcast has been really enjoyable, but I'm going to ask you, like, what else have you enjoyed about this year, like this year in law or general? Well, I think this year with law in general, everything law-related for me this year has sort of come with the Bar podcast. I haven't really... I guess been involved in any law related activities at uni or anything like that until I sort of joined the bar. So for me, like this has been the biggest highlight in terms of how flexible it is to do each episode. I'm sure you can agree to this as well. Yeah. It's so easy. And it's because our um, producers, Georgia and Alicia and Anthony as well, as well as our subcom, our editing team, they make it all so easy for us where all we have to really do is just be present, ask our, ask our questions, you know, be inquisitive, come up with our legal scoop, our weekly specials, have a bit of banter and, you know, go about our week. But yeah. it's just, it's such a good experience to be able to do something like this because I know a lot of people or a lot of students can't say that they have gotten an opportunity like this or they've ever done something like this. It almost feels like a, a radio host kind of gig. No, I want to add on to but, what you yeah, say. In, because I think what you've just said is like, and what you've touched on is really important. I think the bar has taught me a lot of skills that I could not get anywhere else. Um, I think when I got offered the position, I did not see, I did not understand how much weight would be taken off me by everyone around us. And being yeah. able to just walk into an office, talk to someone about their career listen to their incredible stories, um, develop those professional skills that you literally cannot get anywhere else except with practical experience has been an incredible opportunity. And obviously I think we both thank the Law Society for giving us this opportunity uh, because it's an incredible offer. Um, and the Law Society has given, um, I speak personally, has given me a lot. Oh, me too, yeah. And I'd recommend anyone put their hand up for this position um, should it come about again when exactly. it comes about because it is an incredible opportunity to do such amazing things um and it is as you said like a radio host job but it's like once a week let's go in let's let's be radio hosts yeah. <laughs> um exactly. that is what it is um you know, just going into this gig with i guess no real professional experience and sort of being able to nail interviews whenever I, whenever i applied for jobs like i had like partial confidence in me that like you know what I got this I can do this and then doing the interview to actually apply to be a host for the bar was honestly a bit more nerve-wracking than applying for actual jobs that are more sort of you know significant to my career than getting a podcast gig and then nailing that or partially nailing that and then getting the gig and then actually meeting professionals that because what we prepared for with our interview i'm sure that it was the same when you interviewed does not prepare you for the kind of people that you're going to meet yeah they're all different personalities um, and you have to adjust in the moment on the spot 
because a lot of a lot of the times the guests that you meet are either going to go completely off track which is completely fine just makes for a more more interesting episode but that also makes you think more on your feet pick yeah. up something from what they're saying because you're, you're not going to know what they're saying and then to make a question from that yeah it's just i think it teaches you a lot it hundred percent teaches you a lot it's like as coming like in my role that i did on council i was emailing mm-hmm. people and i had already had good email etiquette so i knew what to do and that is yeah. so different to going into an office or on Zoom and talking to someone about all these different things in a professional manner, adjusting yourself to their character, their personality. Um, and I was fortunate to have similar, being able to transfer skills from similar, well, not exactly similar, but almost roles that use similar skills. That's what I'm yeah. trying to get at. Yeah. And I was able to transfer it to here. And it is so effective in understanding a professional setting and how to speak to people and just it's fascinating how people will adjust themselves as well exactly if i was to go to a lss networking event tomorrow for example or like some i don't know clerkship night or just let's just throw whatever name i would not feel the apprehension or nervousness or self-doubt that i would have previously felt before this experience i would have like i think now i can confidently approach someone and just be like you know hey this is who i am i'd love to hear more about what you're talking about like it sort of just it lifts such a big weight off your shoulders when you talk about what it is to be a lawyer or a law, law student because it's not all about studying yeah. and research it is so much more than that like you really have to be a people person yeah. even if you're an introvert i think a lot of people that i know that are studying law um they're not extroverts they hate public speaking or you yeah. know any of those things that you don't associate with studying law but then something like this really puts you onto the next level it does open doors it like it really does um, in terms really... of your skills and who you meet. Um, and as we know, the law industry is a very networking type industry. So it, yeah. it, it gets you get to know people. You really you do. Really yeah. Yeah. Um, I think we should probably discuss some of the events and other things in the law that we have occurred this be. year. Um, yeah. We had a lot of um, we had a lot of social events this year. A lot they were able to go through because of no lockdowns yeah um, really great to see you know like not only um the activities portfolio and marketing portfolio thriving because you know events are finally running but to also see all of these law students come on and just have a good time just looking at all these pictures and videos and yeah. stories that everyone had put up when they went to events you know like there was everyone's just so happy so it's just great to see yeah like it's been to- it's been really nice to see everything back in person, like with the Buddy Project, the Speaker Series, Law Ball, all the social yeah. events, everything that happened. It was great to see and it's crazy to think that like a little, just over a year ago we were in lockdown. Like I have Snapchat's um, memories coming up being like, oh, first night out, but um, first night out since lockdown <laughs> ended. Um, and it's incredible. It's genuinely a great feeling to be out um, and being able to go around the world again, which I think both of us will be doing soon, as we mentioned last week. And it's just very exciting. And it's just, although there's obviously things in the world that are always going to be down, it's a good outlook that we're not 
thinking about lockdowns anymore. We're not thinking about COVID. And obviously, COVID still affects people, and so we're not being completely ignorant to it. It's still there, but it's nice to be able to see one another and have the human contact again. Exactly. Like, you know, there is no doubt that it's taken away a significant chunk of life, liveliness and time out of everyone. Um, you know, some a lot more than others where it's been a lot more serious and a lot more life-threatening. Um, luckily, I don't know anyone that it has happened to, but that doesn't take away from the fact that that is the brutality that is COVID-19. So it is still it's so prevalent in some of these other places where cases are just so common. But I think in Australia, it's, it's gone down so much and that is why travel is now, you know, it's back in normality. Like it's possible now, but back then it would not have been. Mm-hmm. So as you said, like events going on, yeah, the Body Project speaker series, also a lot of well-being events that came on. Uh, we had the Sustainability Week with the Brennan Justice Program that was a couple of weeks ago, which was just great to see a lot of people involved and putting up stuff on Facebook about what the um, challenge they were doing each day was. So it's great to see all of that stuff. A lot of competitions this year. Yes, I was about to say, one of my favourite things has been competitions, not only that, but competitions in person. It's mm-hmm. been wonderful to participate, but also as a, as a competitor, but also as a judge and volunteer. It's also been wonderful to run them personally. Obviously, my role, um, I had to bring in people from other universities, people from around the state and people from around Australia. And it was a wonderful opportunity to meet different students from different places with different backgrounds and stories. Um, yeah. But also to those competitors internally, it was wonderful to see them progress in person instead of watching them on a Zoom screen, um, having them in front of you, seeing them develop, uh, particularly with the junior competitors right now. It's I would encourage you all to keep going. Um, and also a shout-out to the competitions team that have now passed. Um, I It's been so enjoyable working with Nicole, Maria, Gemma and Mike. Um, and... Good luck to them all. Um, but it's also, like, to the wider council as well, good luck to everyone because these events that we've just mentioned and the competitions um, wouldn't have been possible without you guys dedicating your time to it as well. And I'm sure the new council will just build upon that even more. Exactly. It's just one big ode to everyone that's been on council in their past tenure and just um, commending them on the hard work and effort that they've put in because there has been a lot this year and, if anything, this year, I would argue, is a year that people would have had to put in the most effort simply because everything is online. And it is just a lot easier to, just having been on a law, on a society that was not the law society in my pre- previous year, um, it was just so easy to do events that could be done last minute, didn't require a lot of thinking and a lot of marketing because everyone was at home, stuck at home. But over here this year, the amount of stuff you've got to do. I remember at the start of the year, um, getting into the podcast, everyone was in, you know, full force and everyone was sort of just jumping onto what they had to do and everyone was so switched on. And they still are at the end of their tenure as well. So just to see that sort of effort is just great. Um, and yeah, we hope to see that for people who are in the next tenure and for people who have been elected in. Yeah, yeah, it was very nice to see. Um, being part of that, it's like one big family. Um, and yeah, I think it's we're getting to the end soon. We are. I'm tearing up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Oh. It'd be sadder for you as well, Blake, because you weren't, you didn't start at the very start as well. So you didn't get the full experience of having been here for longer, yeah. which is why I feel like you would be sadder because it's just not satisfying to have done like a little bit of it. When yeah. Like, I want more. Like, f- I'm like, personally, I'm like, oh, what's next week's episode? Like, oh, yeah. who are we getting next week? Like, like I- yeah, but there will there will be no next week, and I'm just like, oh, I can't say I'm on a podcast anymore. <laughs> I, all I can say now is, oh, earlier this year, or like I just finished my role as a, which is. I used to be on a podcast. Just... I used to be on a podcast. It's it's the same energy as back in my day. Yeah, back I in my day. <laughs> I back in my day. <laughs> I was in a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> about it as well it's such a cool thing to say yeah i feel like i have many people that could say oh yeah i've got a podcast but like not a podcast that they run at home in yeah. their mum's basement not that kind no of we podcast, go to some of like the fanciest a... offices in sydney yeah <laughs> i was lucky for that as well and i almost i just i feel quite bad for everyone else that works on the bar productions that can't go where we go because yeah. i'd love for them to come like i think there's a story because with Michael Kirby's episode, um, we were tossing up if Georgia and Leisha should come with us or not. And it almost felt like I was a child and then I needed like my parents with me because that's honestly what it felt like because we were meeting someone so monumental and then they were like, should we come? And I'm like, yeah, why not? If I was the producer, I would have been like, I'm coming. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like such a debate of like, should we have people come? And because even if we did, it turns out the place we were sitting it was just you get off the escalator or the elevator and it's just his offices to the right so there was no outside seating area for people to sit so it sort of would have just been like they would have been chilling downstairs in the cafe for like an hour just been like that kind of thing but it would have been great to have like producers on subcom on to actually see and meet these people and like give a face to the name kind of thing but it's, it's one of those things if only yeah Oh, it's like ending. I know. I know, it's actually so sad. But we've had a great year of events, as we just mentioned. We've had a great year of a lot of good legal scoops, a lot of weekly specials, but I'm going to miss it. Me too. Me too. And before... I'm going to cry yet, yeah. but I will miss it. <laughs> before we go, I, I just, I think, obviously, we thanked a lot of people, but I think I should thank you, Perina. Because you adjusted so well um, when I came in, um, and you really oh. took control, and uh, you were literally like pulling me like I was a dog, like let's go, let's do this, and I didn't know what to do, and you were just directing me like we do this, we do this, um, I intro this, you do this. Um, so thank you for making it so easy for me to come on board. And just to thank you back, you made it very easy to do that because I know a lot of people, well, I don't personally know a lot of people who would make it difficult, but not everyone would be able to sort of jump into a role like this um, and not know what's going on because you didn't, you didn't start at the start, so you weren't used to it, but the way you quickly accustomed to everything, um, you're a really great co-host and I'm not just saying this because you're here. Um, but no, it, it's been a great ride and it's been great to be able to host with you, Blake. I think that's it. Yeah. I think for the last time, I've been Blake. I've been Farina. <laughs> Thank you for joining us at the Happiest Happy Hour.
and I can't say we'll see you next week, but our new host will see you next year for season four, episode one. So please give them the same love and give season four the same love that you have all given season three. Oh, and we also forgot to thank all our listeners. Oh, yeah, the most important people. (laughs) Thank you all so much for listening. Thank you, everyone. (laughs) 